0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome, Marvel fans, to episode 21 of Marvel Cast, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast by fans for fans each week we will discuss the latest news regarding the mcu followed by reviews and discussion of the latest release content in this ever-expanding multiverse our audience is a key component to our show and we'll wrap up each week by answering your marvel related questions i'm your host steve and joined with me as always is my co-host jg jg welcome back how are you doing this week
1: Uh, i'm doing pretty well it's been a you know a long week you know now the holidays and the festivities are all over uh, but it's a new year you know we got done with marble casties and it's 2022 and a lot of great content on our way
0: yeah it's coming down the pipeline um, down the pipeline excuse me but we definitely have a little bit of a little break now with not knowing when the next content is going to come out hopefully next month at some point we'll start to see some more disney plus shows um so kind of have a little bit lighter show today we've got a few news pieces and then we're going to do our main topic, which is kind of our 2022 preview, what we know so far, what we're excited about with each of these upcoming projects. So let's jump right into it. Our first news story is as of today of recording, January twelfth, two 2022, The Eternals is now streaming on Disney+. JG, I know you've been posting, you're really excited to rewatch this and so am I. Did you get a chance to visit it at all today or not with work?
1: Yeah, so actually, so once I got done with work, I was working on some catch up things for the podcast, and I put it on in the background. So I think I made it through like about an hour and a half. I'm at the point where uh, they find um, the truth basically about what's going on with Earth and their the real reason why they're there.
0: And how's it look on a screen, you No, know, not as big as the movie theater, but still in the comfort of your home? How's it look?
1: It looked pretty good. I'm actually watching it from a tablet, and so um, pretty small screen, but it's beautiful. You know, I was watching it in the IMAX uh, enhanced version. It's it's beautiful. Okay,
0: very nice. So yeah, I'm hoping to dig back into that and rewatch that maybe even this weekend. Our next piece of news is in regards, we got two Spider-Man stories for us today, because we're, of course, even though we're not in the month of Spider-Man, we're still talking Spider-Man. The first one is that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to probably, speaking of streaming, um, be available for purchase digitally um, next month, February 28th, which seems kind of soon, but um, digital movie retailer Voodoo has revealed on their website that you'll be able to download and purchase Spider-Man No Way Home on February 28th for a pre-order price of 19.99 United States dollars that you can order in standard def, high def, 4K ultra high def. Um, I'm probably going to make my pre-order, although I'm contemplating waiting the extra two weeks and getting... The 4K disc. I'm trying to cut back on my physical media as much as possible, but I already have all the other Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and toby Maguire Blu ray. So it would kill me a little bit to not have it. What's your game plan? Are you excited for this to be available in just over a month?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. This is a maybe I just, it's a maybe I want to rewatch and it's a maybe I wanted to go back in theaters and rewatch. I'll probably make it out maybe one more time. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm definitely, uh, <laughs> I've, move to the digital age uh whatever it is uh i just i do like having it available wherever i am whether i'm flying or having at home or at friend's house Uh, i do like that a lot um 20 actually seems like a good price to be honest because i think recently like some of these movies that come out pretty early have been like 25 30 like even a little bit more so i think 20 is a fair price it's about like what you would buy like I mean, whenever I was younger, it's like the price of a DVD. I really don't even know what DVDs go for anymore. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, this is definitely like we're seeing
0: a lot more studios pushing the format of digital for a couple of reasons. I mean, that's less money they have to put up front to get the discs out in the stores. Like if you've been to Walmart or Target or Best Buy, their physical media Blu-ray section is so small compared to what it was 10 years ago, even three years ago. And so they don't want to have to worry about that. So they've been putting out these digital versions usually about two weeks before it comes out on, on disc. And also a little bit cheaper. At $20 for 4K, if I decide to buy the the disc version, it'll be closer to probably $27, $28. So by getting it a little bit cheaper and getting it two weeks earlier, that's probably the way to go. Because again, most of my cases are just gathering dust right now. Because again, digital is the way to go because just the way it is right now. Um, oh yeah, I can't wait to dive in as well and rewatch some of my favorite scenes over and over again. That's one that I'm most excited to revisit. And speaking of Spider-Man, a second story we have is that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield this week, um, they've been doing a lot more kind of press now that they finally can talk about it. And one of the big ones that kind of made me chuckle was they snuck into a Spider-Man screening together uh, probably either Thursday or Friday night that first weekend. And here was Andrew Garfield's quote. I still can't believe it happened. I snuck into a theater on opening night and just watched with my baseball cap on and my mask. In fact, I was also with Toby. Me and Toby snuck into a theater together and no one knew we were there. It was just a really beautiful thing to share together. JG, you know, I think both of us, we had sold out shows for our Thursday night premiere. So someone randomly was sitting next to Tom or yeah, Toby and Andrew. um, And the fact that they didn't even realize it, or we don't know what theater they were in. Like this was awesome because I feel like with all the hype that built up to it and they just knew like how much, how well they would be received and excited for just imagine sitting there being them and just watching the crowd go wild like more so than what would have probably happened at the premiere which I don't even think they were at because they were keeping it secret so this was the first time they got to actually see audience reactions to and show their love for them and they didn't even know they were right there in the theater what did you think about that
1: man can you imagine if you like were the person to like you like you drop your phone or you like dropped your candy and you're like hey can you pick that up for me and it's like you know, it's Andrew Garfield. Like, what? Like, it, that is just so wild to me. Like, I, I'm glad. One of my big takeaways is that they they do, like, we've heard them talk about it, like, the group text and the friendship that they have. Like, there is clearly, like, I think even more, like, a brotherhood between these uh, three actors. And so, uh, specifically these two, because they, the, they were the first two. And so, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they could enjoy it just have fun and, and be a fan. And I think that's also... You know, as as actors and creators, we always hear about how it could be so hard to watch your own work, but I'm glad that they could actually sit back, they could hear the audience. Like, if they were going on Open Weekend, they're hearing all the screams. They're hearing all the cheers, the roaring applause, the standing, uh, like that. And, and can you just imagine, especially for Andrew, who probably has had a lot rockier of a ride as uh, than the other Spider-Man, um people are a lot more critical in his films now generally they're usually more positive on him as an actor but his films are pretty people rank them usually low and so to see that i I can't even imagine that feeling for him
0: yeah neither can i i really hope he gets that again that satisfaction and it wants him makes him want to continue on this with this role which i hope we get to see him again our last news story for today is that um Even though we have not officially received any type of promotional material, whether it be trailer or poster for Thor Love and Thunder, um, we're starting to get a little leaks here and there. And one of them was Thor's upgraded suit leaked in in a new poster that basically focuses on the new characters and the new Avengers especially. I really hope we get the full version of this poster soon, and I hope that I can purchase it because, you know, whenever I was in college, I had this really cool poster with all the Marvel comic characters. Like they were all laid out and it was really cool, like multiple layers of them. And I would love that with the MCU characters. So if you search for the image, I have it pulled up right now. In the background, they have some of the, I guess, retired characters or maybe deceased characters. We see Gamora, we see Steve Rogers, Iron Man and Hulk. Now, Hulk's a little has a little bit more color to him because he's not retired because we know we're going to see him later this year in She-Hulk. But in the front, they have, again, the new characters who we're supposed to focus on in Phase 4, including Miss Marvel, who we haven't met yet, Okoye, Groot, who looks a little bit older, Thor, Jane Foster's Thor, Spider-Man, Peter Quill, Wasp, um, Wanda's hair, we've got Shang-Chi, and we also have the arm, the right arm of Black Panther, who we, again, don't know who's in that costume or what we're going to see yet. So it is a very cropped image of this poster, and I can't wait to see more of it. But of course, the two that I'm really just drawn to because I don't know much about them yet is Jane Foster's Thor, and she looks awesome, but especially Thor, um, he has Stormbreaker in his hand. He's got a lot of blue and gold on his costume, and the most distinct fi- feature right now is his helmet, and it has like, again, the, the ears almost that point up to the left and the right. It's got gold and blue. It kind of reminds me of Hawkman from DC property, so um yeah i mean jg i don't know if you have the picture pulled up right now too but um i know we shared it the other day together so what do you think about some of these new characters really taking front stage and especially some of the new looks we're seeing
1: it makes sense you know we're in a new phase we're in a new saga a new era like this whole past year it's been all about introducing new characters and and maybe characters that we've known stepping up in ways that they haven't before and so the torch the torch has been passed and will continue to pass and Uh, We're going to see what's going to elevate to these new teams, you know, whether we get uh, the Avengers, whether we get young Avengers, like there is many paths and lots of different combinations. And then specifically for the suits, uh, first of all, uh, Jane looks incredible. That's probably like my most anticipated uh, for that movie. I just, I love that character so much. Love the actress, of course. Um, So I'm just so excited to see where they go with that. Um, But of course, Thor just looks awesome. It was, before I was really into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I loved the Thor movie. Uh, I watched that movie a lot, and I just really dug it. Before I was really thinking about Iron Man or Captain America or anything, I was thinking about Thor. And so, yeah, it looks really awesome. Comic book accurate. so lots of respect for the comic book fans. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. It's, it's, it just shouts fun. It shouts Taika. It shouts um, the actor. It's going to be wonderful.
0: And I just love seeing, and I'm sure, like if they have Miss Marvel, you know you're going to get Kate Bishop. You know you're going to get a variety of the characters from the TV shows. Um, they upgraded like Falcon's suit and everything. I just want to see the full poster, and I hope it's available for purchase sooner rather than later. Um, that's going to segue us out of our news for the week, and again, a little bit shorter episode. But let's talk about our main topic because we got a lot to talk about. We have one, two, three, four films coming out this year, and one, two, three, four at least three or four tv and specials in that regard so this is going to be our 2022 preview we're going to be talking about just briefly what we know what we expect um, what we're excited about maybe what we're nervous about um but before we get in um jg with it now being january 12th and with the pandemic still raging throughout our world do you expect these movies to stay on this um release schedule or do you expect them to get pushed back like we already saw
1: with morbius no that ain't that the million dollar question uh i think it's hard to say because the earliest film right now would be morbius and that's in april and then the proper marvel film would be in may with dr strange uh if we continue in this path where omicron or another variant comes around and it continues to hinder people going to the movie theaters and things like that there is a strong possibility these movies are going to get delayed they're not going to go towards the premium disney plus route that did not work we there was articles in the news talking about how much uh, black widow lost money because of that so uh if things in the world cause it to be delayed um, it would it would be the continued problem with Omicron and or a new variant. Um, then yeah, these films are going to get delayed because Disney's not going to go the digital route. Never, I don't. We're never going to see that in the near future.
0: Yeah, I'd be willing to bet. Um, I I would be willing to bet we will see Doctor Strange and Thor: Love and Thunder this year, but I'm also not willing to bet a whole lot that we will see Black Panther this year. I'm hoping we do. But I could easily see that being pushed back to the February slot where the Marvels is currently located in 2023. I think the Disney Plus shows, for the most part, are finished filming and in post-production that they could still see the light of day unless they tie in to the order of the films. So, again, that'll depend on how things go. Uh, all right, let's talk about our first movie coming up here. Not an April Fool's joke, but Morbius is now scheduled for April 1st. JG, we talked last week a little bit about Morbius. We've seen it. Um We've seen that it's been promoted for a very, very long time. Um, it, it was supposed to come out of originally, I'm thinking in 2021, and it just kept getting pushed back. Or was it even 2020? I don't even know when did they. It's been Anyhow. forever. It's been a long time coming. So this is going to be the next Sony Universe film, you know. And we think about we've seen a couple trailers. Um, we know kind of the basic premise from the comics of Morbius. Um, what are you most excited for? What are you looking forward to and seeing the Sony verse spread out?
1: I'm just excited to get more of uh, what Sony is doing. Sony has been pretty consistent recently, you know? They've done pretty well with the Spider-Man movies, uh, the Venom movies, and so it's going to be really telling to see, can they really expand their Spider-Man universe? Can they go out and tell stories of other characters? Um, you know, it, it, Spider-Man's very popular, so like you're going to sell a lot of tickets. Whether it's good or not, you're going to sell a lot of tickets. Venom is also super well-known, and so... It's it's gonna be really curi- I'm gonna be really curious to see how well Morbius does. Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna have a really hard time though. But there is a lot of hype around it, so maybe it could have a good like second week or so.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that it also will continue. Like, we know that Venom movies have done well. Of course, anything related to Spider Man right now is gold that you can print. Um, I definitely am curious to how much they're going to address how it connects and i mean i've heard rumors that maybe we'll see uh tom or excuse me an andrew garfield cameo which would be make sense like morbius and venom would fit perfectly with the amazing spider-man universe make it happen build up to another amazing spider-man movie um yeah i think this would be great because now we could have tom holland spider-man in the mcu with more street level villains right now and we could have andrew garfield continue on his journey as well so hopefully we'll get some clarification when the movie comes out about what part of the universe this fits into. righty. Next up, May 6th, only about a month later, another very anticipated film, Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This was the film that won our Marvel casties for most anticipated. This is your most anticipated, my most anticipated. Tell me why again, just summarize it for us.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's as if, you know you take spider-man and then you multiply that by like 100 because spider-man was celebrating the love of spider-man and now this is going to celebrate the love of marvel like this movie is going to blow people's minds we're going to get cameo after cameo um like man i i I can't i don't even have words i'm so excited for this film yeah so am i i just
0: feel like this is going to be the one that is again just like with endgame just like with Spider-Man No Way Home, we're going to get a lot of those Doctor Strange portals, and we're going to be cheering from our seats to see characters, again, that we haven't seen in a very long time. Even in quick cameos, it's going to really, I think, reward longtime fans of the MCU and also just Marvel in general. People that have been following X-Men movies, Fantastic Four movies, I wouldn't be surprised if they get called out or cameos. You know, they don't have to come back after this movie, but show that everything, whether it's the Netflix shows, whether it's... Agents of Shield or the Hulu show show that it's all canon because it is it's the multiverse. That's why it's called that.
1: There was a report or rumor that went out today that they had contacted um the guy who did the original Daredevil before ben Affleck, excuse me. Yes. Ben Affleck. Thank you. And, yes. Uh,
0: I bet they contacted a bunch of people. Uh unless they're really gonna unload um a wheel, like loads and loads of money to him i don't see him coming back because he just got so burnt out with playing batman in dc that i'd be really surprised if he came back to another character from a movie that really did not do well and is not well received but at the same time maybe he wants a redemption story maybe he wants to have a chance to redeem his performance it would be interesting to see multiple daredevils for sure
1: i think it's i think i think that it's so interesting more than just even the ben affleck element of it it's more the fact that they contacted him like now my question is who else have they contacted? What other character? If, if you're contacting that him for that movie, a- 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 they could be contacting anyone. And I think that this movie, um, I think whatever you're expecting for this movie, you're not going to be able to truly know or expect or predict what they will show us and what cameos and and how wild and just weird and just fun. And even more so, let's get some more... Uh, wrap up with like the Wanda story that was you know WandaVision maybe even throw in some things with Loki like there's a lot of this multiverse stuff that can start to be resolved a little bit in this movie
0: yeah let's not forget too like you said we're going to be seeing Scarlet Witch in her full power in a way like it took WandaVision to build up to that Um I don't know if that, I mean we're probably going to see her in more of a antagonistic villainistic style as she's trying to find her sons in my guesses through the multiverse Um, Or once she becomes more aware of what's available out there. Um, We are going to get, is it America Chavez is the new character that's been promoted. We're going to get her and she looks very interesting. She has, I guess, the powers to kind of make portals through time and space. So that's pretty cool. Um, Let's not forget, we're going to get Baron Mordo, who we haven't really seen since the post-credit scene in Doctor Strange. And he's kind of on a more darker path now, too. So this movie again, we haven't had Doctor Strange, the first film since what, 2017 or 16, 16 around there? 16, 16, I think. So it's been a quite a long time. It's been six years now. It's time for the sequel. And it's, you know, a sequel to every other movie that came in between Doctor Strange and now too, because he's he's no longer the sorcerer supreme. I bet he'll have that title by the end of it though. I think but so. hopefully Wong survives because I can't imagine Wong <laughs> passing away. But there's gonna probably be death. I don't I don't see everyone getting out of this. Yeah. Maybe Christine, because remember in that What If episode, oh, maybe they are not destined <laughs> to stay together.
1: Yeah, let's just hurt our hearts even more. Yeah, let's just see that over again. Sure.
0: Oh, um, about two months after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we have Thor Love and Thunder. So I guess this is the next movie that is due for a trailer because we've already seen Morbius and Doctor Strange trailers. So when do you expect to see a Thor and Love and Thunder trailer? I feel like we're back talking about Spider Man again.
1: <laughs> uh I see. I think we're gonna get. Uh, if I had money to bet, I would say we're gonna get a teaser, like a teaser, uh, at the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of teasers this year. Um, I remember they did it last year. year. Well, no, not with COVID, we didn't really get anything. We didn't get anything from Marvel last year, I don't think. But
1: didn't we get a uh, teaser for Falcon and Winter Soldier?
0: We might have, I remember, okay, think back now, this would have been the Super Bowl two years ago, February of 2020, right before everything shut down, okay, about a month before the world shut down. And there was the Super Bowl, and they had this big Disney Plus in 2020 trailer that actually had the first look at Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and, and Loki. And it kind of teased all of those. And then, of course, we didn't get them for a whole year. So it was really crazy that for that year, we had like a 30 second clip of these shows that Marvel was going to put out. But it was interesting that then, you know, waiting and just as we process everything else happening in the world, it wasn't that big of a deal. But man, it was I hope if we get trailers this year,
1: we actually get to see what's going to come out of those. Yeah, so I did a, just a quick Google search, just a little a little fact check. Uh, so I just come up here, it looks like on the first, uh, the first like Google searches, so like someone can correct me in an email if I'm wrong, but it looks like we did get our first full trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got a very short snippet for Loki, and then a, a general, just a like a Disney Plus ad
0: last year. Yeah, I'd be well, I mean, Marvel and Disney will probably pay the big bucks to promote Thor, Love, and Thunder, uh, maybe a news trailer for Doctor Strange moon Knight. and i don't think we're in black panther yet but put out those two trailers and then also probably something big for disney plus maybe oh that's gonna be our first look at obi-wan kenobi isn't it
1: oh that's <laughs> probably. yeah probably you'll get you'll that's,
0: get you're gonna get a clickbait there that's the way to do it oh like yeah. you, imagine like if they did like a preview of everything coming in 2022 and then you just end it with like just a quick look at McGregor. Oh, sorry, different (laughs) podcast. Different (laughs)
1: different podcast. Maybe maybe that's when we'll get our schedule finally, Stephen. Like uh, the thing that we want more than anything—more than a trailer. I just want a schedule. (laughs) Even
0: if they just put like you know Moon Knight months, March or you know She-Hulk May. Like as long as we got the months as an idea, that's all I need. So we can plan out our show because right now, yes, (laughs) we are a little bit. We got planning. We got planning planning to do. (laughs) We do, Um, but definitely Thor: Love and Thunder. This is the first mcu film that's going to be a number four it's the first you know out of the original big three you know iron man captain america thor chris hemsworth's the only one that's still around as one of our big three of our avengers so i really am excited to see him i i am hoping he is more of i think he's going to start off the movie as central and i think that as the movie progresses he's going to take on more of a supporting character to let jane foster to let valkyrie you know girl power let's let them kind of take the spotlight here and he can still be there of course. Um, it's probably going to pick up with him with the Guardians. That's the last time we saw him. And I don't know how Jane's going to play back into because we haven't seen Jane outside of her endgame cameo since Thor The Dark World, I think. Wow. Okay, this is going to bring back some great story times here. So what are you excited for with this one?
1: Yeah, I'm just excited for the universe of Thor. Um, I know that some of the earlier movies have been very rocky for most fans. I just love it. There's something about the fantasy... And sci-fi element to it that I just I love so much, and uh, it, Taika really did bring such a fresh breath of air, though. Even though I did love the first, I did really enjoy the first two. The third one is just is spectacular filmmaking, and I'm so glad he's back for number four. Like that, it, this movie is gonna kick so much butt. It's gonna be so funny. It's gonna be so emotional. um, I do think it's gonna really start with him being with the Guardians, and I think. Um, if they're going to continue the path of the comics, like she's going to end up with uh, cancer or some disease. And I think that that's what's going to bring him back and force him to, like, you know, see Jane again. Um, and then the rest of the story goes from there. I do think that it's going to progress into being a definitely a Jane centric story more, though, um, because of that. And I definitely think Valkyrie is going to play a huge role, as we've heard a lot. Um, Valkyrie might be showing up in other properties as well uh so i this film is gonna be just bring us some more of that especially if you look at the title it looks like it's from the 80s and it looks like rock bands and just like i love that energy i am so ready for if, if we get rock ballad after rock ballad i'm gonna be so happy
0: yeah me too it's got to have a great soundtrack i mean like you said taiko watiti is just one of my favorite directors right now and i can't wait to see what he does with this and really just go all out i feel like you know Ragnarok was like him proving himself in a way and saying, look what I can do. But now he's got basically a blank check to do whatever he wants. And I don't think Marvel or Kevin Feige is going to slow him down. Just let him be free here. Um, We're going to have a little bit break then until October 7th with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So again, I think the first one was one of my favorite animated films. So I'm really excited to dive back in. It's, you know, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if we saw even more connections now to the live-action Spider-Verse now that they feel like they can make these connections. Uh, We've seen a trailer already. So, JG, are you also really pumped for continuing this journey? And especially because this is part one. We already know we're getting part two next year. So they've got a story to tell. And they've got, again, you're already jumping into a two-parter this early on.
1: Yeah, this film is going to be another... Like A lot of these films have potential to be really special. But this one, because it, it won Best Picture... If I remember correctly, and or not best picture, but best animated uh, picture, Uh, and so I I'm just so excited to see what they come up with. Uh, It was so so heartwarming, yet also emotional, and the visuals and the way that they animate this, and like if you really like learn um, what went into making this film, like read some articles and such, like it is astonishing, astonishing what they did to put this on the big screen, and so the fact that they have two like like lining up like they're like oh we can't tell this in one movie like this has got to be two two movies i'm so curious to see where they go i'm expecting a cliffhanger um which is gonna be filled with anger but uh hopefully we won't have to wait much long for that sequel
0: yeah it might even be as early as next summer maybe maybe it's gonna be like a fall summer i could see being like even a big May like blockbuster movie even um all right so the next one we've already talked a little bit about is black panther wakanda forever They are still filming this as far as I know, or maybe they're going back into production. Um, It's one that worries me a little bit because with going back into production in the early part of 2022, they got a lot of post-production to do between now and the end of the year. Um, And, of course, just the weight of how do you properly honor Chadwick Boseman and keep the story going and being respectful. Um, JG, what are your thoughts about this one and what are you most excited for?
1: Yeah, I've made my thoughts very clear on the podcast um, many times. Um, I'm always excited and hopeful for a Marvel film, especially now as I have uh, have dove in more and have really enjoyed it and studied it almost. Uh, I'm always going to be excited. I'm, uh, there's always going to be that level of joy. But <laughs> this film has just had a lot of weight, um, obviously with everything with Chad. Chadwick and just going into that it's like how are they going to pull this off well how where is this story going to go and then you add in all the extra drama off the set or off filming I'm just I I really I've expressed this and I'll just say one time probably might not be the last time you hear from me um I just hope that this film uh just does it respectfully and it gives the respectful send-off and that none of this extra stuff surrounds this movie and that we can uh really honor that legacy um i think that this does have potential to be a huge cultural movie like it was uh with the original like spider-man really left a huge impact i i just i i hope that this movie can get made made well and made with respect and, and have that legacy that it deserves
0: yeah, and I also have a feeling that if it does come out this year, and I could be way off on this and tell me if you think I'm wrong. Based on the movies that we just talked about, I feel like Black Panther has the potential to be the highest earning Marvel film of the year. I, you know, Doctor Strange is a fan favorite and with bringing so many characters in, it 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 could and should do very well, especially like we just saw him in No Way Home. Everyone saw him in No Way Home. They probably want to see him again. But I just feel like looking at how well the first Black Panther did, and I think there's going to be so much... And I don't think they're going to... Sh- they're not going to show a lot or reveal a lot in the pre- the previews. But people are going to be very curious going into this. How do you honor Chadwick Boseman? How do you continue the story without him? I feel like that curiosity and the love of the first movie is going to bring out a lot of people at the end of the year. Do you think... Am I right? Am I wrong? Or do you think another movie could take the most money this year?
1: Yeah, I think just looking at the list of what we have... I think the only thing that can maybe compete with it is Doctor Strange. However, because of how well Thor Thor Ragnarok did, maybe Thor 11th Thunder could be a secret dark horse there. Uh, But I think Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I think it's just going to have more people who aren't Marvel fans um, go and watch this film. And I think... Um, It's going to just bring in a lot more external audience. Like, I think, obviously, everyone who's Marvel fans are going to see all of these movies. Uh, but now it's who else is going to come see this movie. You know, with Spider-Man um, No Way Home, you're having all the fans. From, maybe if people aren't invested in the MCU, well, maybe they have they were fans. They were invested in Toby's movies or maybe Andrew's movies. Um, or maybe they saw Andrew in, like, Tick, Tick, Boom, and they want to see him in this because uh, of the rumors. And so I just – I think – there's just way more potential for this film to bring in more of an external audience. So I think it's pretty clear that this will make the most money, unless again, controversy surrounds it, which can hurt it. And I, that's why I really hope it doesn't.
0: Yeah. And also, it's going to come down to reviews, too. Like, let's be honest, every Marvel movie, with the exception of the Eternals, has had um, a positive Rotten Tomato score. And so as long as these movies continue that trend, I think they'll, I think we're in for a very, wealthy year for disney and marvel i feel like what we see up here sony's going to have two big movies this year and disney and marvel are going to have three big movies if all goes according to plan all right we also are going to briefly talk we don't know a whole lot we don't know release dates yet but we've got a couple shows and specials coming our way this year including what we think is the first one is going to be moon knight moon knight is going to have oscar isaac um moon knight is a vigilante he's has connects to the egyptian gods is, I think he's dealing with schizophrenia, so we're going to see a very different, darker, more, um maybe hopefully focus on, like, mental health. I don't know. What do you expect out of Moon Knight?
1: I expect it to just completely shock me because I'm not familiar with the character at all. I've heard people compare him to be, like, the Batman of the MCU. Um, I'm just ready for something, like, dark and heavy, like something maybe... Uh, to the weight of Daredevil and Punisher, put that puts that on Disney Plus. I don't think we're gonna get to uh as, as brutal, but um I think we're gonna get pretty close. I think we're gonna get um get up there, and I think that this. Has potential to be really unique. You know, you could bring in characters with connections like Blade. You could also bring in Dane uh, from The Eternals. So, lots of interesting possibilities. Oscar Isaac is a gem in acting. And so, uh, I also have have a feeling that this is going to be my favorite uh, score of the year.
0: Yeah, I'm excited because, you know what? I'm glad they're starting the year, again, hopefully with this. Being all these shows, with the exception of our specials later this year, all the shows are... New intellectual property, they're gonna be new characters that are leading it. And that wasn't, I think Disney Plus played a very smart move with Marvel, where the first year, last year, was all continuing kind of Avengers, and yeah, they were pretty much all Avenger stories and like continuing big characters. Where this is doing a very something very different where we're we're really going to dive into new characters so that way it builds the universe out. We already know we're gonna get cameos from other characters, like in She-Hulk. So I can't wait to see kind of how it brings in new characters and introduces us to them going forward. Um, speaking of, so after Moon Knight, we expect that we're going to get She-Hulk maybe in the spring. Um, again, from what I'm hearing, some fun stuff. Breaking the fourth wall. Maybe even a Kevin Foggy cameo, which would be crazy if he were... I mean, I would love it. it I mean, it would just be so meta. And, like, come on. Br- this would be the perfect chance in a post credit scene to introduce Daredevil. Nope, Nope, not Daredevil. Deadpool, excuse me. This is the way to do it. I mean... She just seems so fun and I have a feeling she's going to quickly become like this year's Yelena where everyone loves her. Um what are you excited with with She-Hulk?
1: Yeah, I think this this film is going to just do such an incredible job. It's really going to give us something different. It's going to give like I said, it's my most anticipated. Uh, it's going to give us that like Law and Order feel and I it, it's going to be fun. I'm I'm so excited to see who they bring in and how they bring it in, the breaking the fourth wall and all that fun stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be something really cool, really, really unique. And I think what's really interesting is like I feel like a lot of these are kind of giving us the backstories because these are going to be characters that are going to be very important moving forward. And so that's where I'm also curious to see is where these characters show up next, along with like their origin story. But what's next for these characters?
0: Yeah, you know, as we're starting to wind down the, the um phase 4 film list that you know in the next 2 years we know that we're going to start to have to get announcements for what comes afterwards so for 2024 we don't know anything yet but you know if only 2 years out hopefully by this summer and maybe D23 later this year we'll get some announcements yeah. about what's coming down the pipeline i hope we get that kind of next reveal slate and hopefully it'll include some of these characters after we meet them um the only one we have a tentative release date for is miss marvel for summer miss marvel was originally i think in a pre-pandemic world to be out already at this point. I think it's been in the can for a while, but I'm very excited to meet Miss Marvel, um to see, you know, such a character that represents a minority, um to be, you know, Middle Eastern, to be having this again showing what life is like. I think she lives in New York as well, I could be wrong on that. But again, to introduce this character that then we're going to see in a couple months later in the Marvels, bring it on. I'm excited for Miss Marvel and all that she offers and again, a young character that we're going to hopefully get to see grow up over the next couple years. What about you? Are you excited for Miss Marvel?
1: Oh yeah, Miss Marvel is gonna be really fun. Obviously, because like it's gonna connect into. It's gonna connect into the Marvels, and so that's gonna be really seen. We're gonna see, we're getting that origin story, you know, instead of like spending a half hour of a movie or forty five minutes and rushing an origin story, uh, so that we could get to the the meat and the potatoes of the movie. We're getting it in a full show. So I'm excited to see it flexed out. Um, more than likely gonna be a young Avenger. Uh, so I'm just uh I'm excited, and like you said, diversity, like it's so important to have representation, and so that way there are um little girls like her that can look at the tv and be like oh my goodness I can be a hero and I think that just it's so important and that's why I do think this year is such it's gonna be such an important year uh with the amount I mean last year was also but this year I think even more with how uh diverse of heroes and characters that we are getting and if it's
0: based in New York like I think it is wouldn't it be cool to see again Kate Bishop in one episode or Spider-Man like Again, setting up those young Avengers as we get ready for something, whether it's a movie or a show later on down the line. Mm. I didn't include anything else because nothing else. I mean, besides our two specials, but I don't know if we're going to potentially see an echo or maybe um, a secret invasion in the fall. If Miss Marvel runs in the fall, plus, I mean, we're expecting probably what if next year as well, or Mm -hmm. this year, excuse me. Um, But I didn't include it because we don't know for sure. But again, hopefully we'll start to see. I I can't imagine them going from August or maybe what if ends in september october till the next year i don't i don't think they're going to go that long without a marvel show
1: no i think we're going to have a pretty steady flow here i think as early we could probably start getting stuff around february but i think maybe realistically we're looking at March, or April for that first show to start rolling around and then it's going to be pretty constant we're, we're going to get a point where it's star wars and marvel releasing stuff at the same point
0: yep and then our last two specials um Probably between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we're gonna definitely going to get the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And it is being filmed simultaneously with Guardians 3 right now. It is, we're going to have the cast in it. It's hopefully going to be a lot of fun. I mean, if it's James Gunn, you know we're going to get a good Christmas uh, soundtrack in there as well. Something a little bit different, <laughs> a variety of songs. And I guess if we see the Guardians in Thor Love and Thunder and now this, we'll see two Guardians stories next year. Are you excited for... A Christmas special that may top the holiday special of Star Wars?
1: Oh, that's a hard that's a hard thing. That's that's a hard thing to do. Um yeah, I'm super excited. Guardians is probably one of my favorite like groups. I love them. I love the chemistry, the humor, um, this the space of it all. Uh it's gonna be really fun. And I think being the fact that it's gonna be a very contained story, um, it's gonna be Christmas. Oh, I'm ready for that Christmas track, that Christmas mix. This is this is gonna be fun. And I, I think it's flying under a lot of people's radars, but I think it's going to be pretty, uh pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I feel like it's gonna have a lot of heart emotion. I could see, you know, even if it's under an hour, I, I hope it's around an hour, that'd be nice, like, almost like a first, you know, Disney Plus movie, even if it gets to an hour and a half, that'd be incredible, too. Um, but I can't wait for that one. And the other one, which again, we don't know when it's going to drop, but it was in the teaser for this year, is I Am Groot, which is probably, if I had to guess, going to be really a variety of shorts, kind of like the Olaf shorts on Disney+. And again, even if they're 10 three-minute shorts, that's 30 more minutes of content. It might be kind of silly. It might be kind of childish, but it's still going to be, from what we understand, MCU canon. It's still going to be important. And I love Groot, so it'll be fun to kind of watch... whether this is baby group, teenage group, I don't know. Maybe a group from different ages. Maybe it'll jump through time. What do you think?
1: yeah I, I i'm excited it's gonna be fun it actually it gives me vibes of possibly being very similar to uh forky Ask a question which my brother and i oh my gosh we love those things we every time a new one would come out we would just gather around and watch it um they were just ridiculous and hilarious if you haven't watched them i definitely recommend them and uh, so i'm pretty excited Groot's lovable you know i don't expect these to be too long i think we're gonna get a good handful um It's going to be fun. Good stuff. You know, maybe gear for a little younger audience, but you can't go wrong with Groot.
0: Nope. Groot's a fan favorite. And I think, you know, baby Groot had his time to shine before baby Yoda Grogu showed up. So now baby Groot wants to take the spotlight back if he can, (laughs) especially if we don't get Grogu again for a while. Oh yeah. And that is going to wrap up our 2022 preview. We will hopefully continue to update it and hopefully not have to lose a lot from this, but instead gain more content is our goal. Um, JG, any other thoughts on our preview before we wrap up for today?
1: Nope. It's just, it gives me a lot of excitement and a lot of joy. We have a lot of stuff to cover, you know, while we do have some weeks that we don't have, you know, things to cover per se that gives us time to look back and maybe watch things that we haven't watched and talk about different specific themes and topics. And this year is going to be just, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be very exciting.
0: Yeah. So hopefully again, like JG said, we can use some of this downtime to watch some other uh, Marvel films, even if they're not MCU, because again, and by Doctor Strange, and later this year in May, I think anything's possible. Uh, before we wrap up, JG, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Because I know you're back to putting out some great new content on your page.
1: Yeah, so uh, you can find me on YouTube with my last name, which is Carse, C-A-R-S-E. I'm doing reactions uh, for Lost, Book of Boba Fett, Haunting of Hill House, all that good stuff, and just uh, and watching TV and talking with it with you guys.
0: And that's going to wrap up episode 21 of Cast. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of Marvel with us and looking forward to this upcoming year with all of our content. We want our fans to interact with us with the podcast, so we can't wait to hear your feedback. Please send any questions, comments, concerns to MarvelCastPod at gmail.com. Please subscribe to 1138 Productions feed. And if you haven't, leave us a review whenever you get a chance to listen because it really helps us out to grow and spread to other people. If you can share our page, if you can share our podcast, we'd really appreciate it. That way, again, more people can get to join in on the conversation. Check out our YouTube video for a version of the podcast if you prefer to watch. JG puts up some great graphics on there as well. So from myself and JG, we hope you have a marvelous week. And remember, I could do this all day.